Welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. And together we're bringing you ideas about education, entrepreneurship, and relationships that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to comment and leave a message with Christina on Facebook. And don't forget to review us on your favorite podcast platform. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking again with Leslie James. Leslie is a compassionate grief, loss, and death educator with a focus on protecting families by educating, supporting, and guiding them through the important decisions during the very heavy times. She encourages everyone to have the important conversation about the inevitable, have a holistic end-of-life plan in place, and to not leave a mess, added stress, or create distress for their loved ones. Leslie is a licensed funeral pre-planner in Ontario and a licensed Willow end-of-life educator and offers workshops online to a global community, and she's a two-time published co-author. Um, Leslie was born in Jamaica, but she now lives north of Toronto and is very proud of her children. And we are so happy that Leslie is here with us today. Um, We have met with Leslie twice before, once when we did Beyond Trauma Summit, and Leslie and I were co-presenters in that summit and was very useful for helping people move beyond their traumas. And then later we met her again at the Health Wealth Wisdom Assembly at Health Wealth Wisdom Summit, there we go, um, put on by Role Model Maker. So Leslie, welcome and thank you for being with us again. Christina and Herb, thank you so much for that warm welcome. I'm so glad we've made this connection. I love your podcast and I'm delighted to be a guest uh, today. Awesome. Wonderful. And I want to assure all of our families and guests who are listening right now that we know how to make this upbeat. You know, even though it's kind of a sad topic or a topic that might weigh a little bit heavy on our hearts, we know that this is so important and we know how to keep it kind of light and fun as we move through this. So stick with us because this is super important for our family's education as a whole family. Absolutely. And I'm glad you made that point. You know, um, it it is it's a, a very tender topic. And I'll just share, you know, a few of my my core values are love, wisdom, and comfort. And, you know, it's all that family love. I bring comfort and peace of mind to these tender conversations. And it's shared wisdom, right? So we're both educators. But I learn from people of all ages and the whole, you know, everybody around the world. There's just a wealth of information. Knowledge is power and wisdom is empowering. Exactly. And that's something else that is really unique about this is that even though Leslie is in Canada, all of her information, of course, is around the whole end of life process. And even though the, you know, the laws might be a little bit different between Canada and the United States, the process is still the same. You still want to get documents set up and things like that. So as we go through, make sure that you're paying attention to those kinds of things, as well as we're going through our talk today. So Leslie, you said that a lot of times you'd like to base this discussion around that acronym FAMILY. Can you tell us a little bit about one, the first letter F, and then as we go through, we'll branch off on a few topics also. Thanks, Christina. So yes, I, I love acronyms. I've used, um, you know, FAMILY. The F is forgiveness. You know, you mentioned about getting your affairs in order and the documents, but what I have learned uh, through my own personal experience, through professional experience, meeting with families after an unexpected death is that there's that soul work, there's that uh, spiritual work, you know, 
take the time now, if there were any uh, hard feelings, uh, family conflict, um, family dynamics, uh, tell your person, tell your loved one, tell your family member, first of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, this is how much I love you. And I just, you know what, you never know when your last word and, and what your last word is going to be. So the F is forgiveness. I love that so much. And as we're working with our families, it's one of the things that we try to bring into the whole dynamic as well as that communication. Make sure you're talking with your kids and talking with your family and making sure you're communicating all those things throughout this time of education as well as family time, family development. And then we um, the next one was an A. So tell us a little bit about A. So I live with a stress or stress disorder and the A is added stress, right? Mm -hmm. You know what? If we could just minimize stress, uh, we don't want to cause added stress or added grief for our family and our loved ones, right? So that's the emotional component. We spoke about the kind of the spiritual component. Now, uh, added stress, the A is the um, focusing on the emotions, right? Grief is, is it's going to activate all our emotions, whether it's anticipatory grief about a diagnosis or after the death of a, a loved one or a pet. Mm -hmm. So um, we kind of jumped off really, really quick <laughs> into this and we're going into like very specifics, but I, I would like to get a little more general. So <laughs> what is an end of life educator? What is it that you actually do? How are you different than... <laughs> let's say someone who's setting up uh, a family, a, a will or a trust uh, a trust, or yeah. even a life insurance agent. Because a lot of times when people talk about end of life care, it's like, oh, we need to get life insurance. And that's what end of life care is. So what are, how are you different than say life insurance or a living trust? What, where do you fit in all of that? Because I know that both of those are gonna come up in your conversations. They, so, they will. They what will. Exactly so, is it that you do and, and where do you fit in with, with yeah. this? I love the question, Herb. So, you know, I lost two of my friends and I'm going to actually say that, so rephrase that because I, I'm going to, I'm going to say the D word. Um, but my friends died. Um, my, you know, my tennis partner, she was 49 and uh, my friend from high school, he was 51. And this was in 2016 and 2018. And I, I'm getting back to your question. I became, I became, I just couldn't turn it off. I was drawn to just looking up um, death and dying and grief and loss and bereavement. And I became an end of life doula in uh, 2020. And I thought, okay, I wanna sit by the bedside and hold people's hands as they transition. And then COVID hit. So. End-of-life doulas in Canada are not regulated. I'm still an end-of-life doula, but I had to pivot. And I um, I went, instead of seeing people in person, because I have a very vulnerable, rare autoimmune condition, I, um, I became a Willow EOL, or end-of-life educator and planner. And I went back to school in my 50s, and I got my pre-planning license. So I worked in a funeral home for almost two years and I got people in their 50s up 
did pre-plan uh, funerals, worked with families, and I also worked with them afterwards on, yes, um, they would come in and I would help with aftercare. So I'm not a funeral director, but I would see the devastating impact of people who either had a, a very outdated will or they had listed a spouse in their will who was either deceased or no longer of mental capacity as an executor and or they didn't have a will at all. 55% of Canadians don't have a will. It's really sad and that's pretty much a global. So I'm not, yes, the insurance piece, life insurance, I know um, of people who have died uh, without life insurance and have young, it's different if you've got young families and young kids and a big mortgage and, you know, uh, if you're the primary income earner or is you're someone in your, you know, 90s and I'm not giving any life insurance advice here or financial advice or legal advice or medical advice. I don't do that. But um, the education piece is more holistic than your documents. Yes, your documents, even your advanced care planning, talk about things like organ donation. Um, because the more we talk about it, the more we learn. For example, I do want to be an organ donor and I'm hoping I can be organ and more like tissue donor, donor, you know, skin and, and, and corneas and it's not going to get scientific, but I learned that in order for that to happen, at least here in, in specific areas or within a certain time frame, you, you, you ideally should die in a hospital so that they can, you know, successfully transplant your organs. And I don't want to die in a hospital if I can, if I can prevent it. So this, this is how the whole education piece, the communication, talking about it, why I founded Last Wishes Consulting, because what are your last wishes? How do you want to be remembered? And what is, it also brings in legacy. So it is not just, yes, your documents, the advanced care planning, the wills, you don't want to leave that um, distress and stress and stress in your family. You don't want that A going on there. Yeah. We actually had a friend whose husband went in for surgery mm -hmm. and didn't make it out of surgery. Oh, gosh. She, she didn't have access to any of the accounts or any of the bank accounts yeah. or or any of the passwords. Stuff passwords. Because yeah. it's like, oh, he was going to make it out, but then he didn't. So there was no planning and there was no aftercare. So mm -hmm. for the next many, many months, she was just trying to dig herself out and figure out where stuff was. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw that. I saw that on a, a pretty much a daily basis uh, working in a funeral home within the last couple of years. Exactly. Well, we have our, we have our trust in place, but mm -hmm. we really haven't started talking about death plans because, you know, it. we're, we're going to live forever. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're there's going to be signs before we die, you know, so, so we, oh. we are not fully ready. Exactly. And, you know, People with small children lots of times are the same way. Oh, I'm young. We have small kids. This isn't, nothing's going to happen kind of thing. So exactly. Absolutely. And you know what? As an end-of-life doula, as an end-of-life educator, as an end-of-life planner, I just want everyone to know that I wish everybody could live for as long as possible without suffering, right? But, you know, it's not like the yogurt in the fridge that has an expiry date that, you know, <laughs> 
I mean, that would make things a little bit, well, I don't know. Would you want to know when your, when your last day on earth would be? Right. Well, how it, and, and I think there's a movie about that. Yeah, there's yeah. a movie about that. They have like their time left written on their arm and it counts down so they can see how many minutes they have left to live. And you know what I do? Because I've I've had um I've had two uh health scares and uh, in between when my two friends in 2016 and 2018 uh died, I I was I had to call 911 for myself. For the yeah. second time I was taken from my home by ambulance to the hospital because I have a, I went into an, a, what's called an adrenal crisis with my Addison's disease. Right. And uh, so, you know what I do? I've, I've done uh, a lot of planning. I've done, I've, I am on a payment plan for my funeral. Not good. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Um, but you know what? I am happily divorced. I don't have a spouse. Uh, my kids are in their twenties now. But it was really scary for them and my family to witness this. And I don't want to leave a mess. So I learned about how you can prepay your funeral, prearrange it. I have the songs. You know, I'm from Jamaica. There will be Bob Marley. And, uh-huh. there, will be, and there will be ice cream. And, uh, you know, I've got some details uh, figured out. Uh, but I just don't want, I've seen the burden. It can be emotional and financial burden. It can be on a family. And it's not morbid at all. It's actually a very sensible, sound uh, thing to do. And uh, I live my life fully every single day. Yeah. What I'm working on now is uh, decluttering, um, yes. right? Because, and, and we call it Swedish death cleaning. So I'm at the age now, like we, you know, we, we're, we're kind of humans. We're, we're gatherers and we bring stuff and we have stuff. But you know what? I already told my 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 parents I don't want any of their stuff. I mean, I, I love it. I admire it from afar. But uh, and I've got my own. Uh, you know, I'm going to have a, a thing with books, <laughs> a lot of books. And uh, but I'm slowly purging and and getting rid of all that stuff because I've seen families also have to you know be overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, my grandfather was like that whenever. Um, he left us his house was like a museum and we had to try to figure out what to do with everything and my dad and his brothers and sisters had a really tough time taking care of all of that it's hard it's hard yeah and and it's like what do you you know was mom mom attached to this or was your grandfather you know you know there's sentimental stuff so I'm I'm learning to let go slowly and uh yes end of life planning uh especially with willow willow eol it's the holistic approach mm-hmm. talking about all um, we can do letter writing, you know, I am, and I actually have um, some workshops and I know Christina, you were so great to attend one of my workshops. I'm hosting it again. And uh, there are several, if anybody just wants to look at last, which is consulting on Eventbrite, I have a series of workshops uh, coming up in June and July one of them is how to stop procrastinating with end of life planning. I love um, it's also letter writing and departure directors and, and departure direction, sorry. And, uh, you know, it's just a number of workshops, uh, 10 w- workshops that I can host virtually or in person. And I love being a Willow EOL educator uh, for that reason. 
I can tell in your voice and, you know, when people get to see the video later too, they'll be able to see in your eyes and your face how much this is important to you and you care about this. And this is one of the reasons we brought Leslie on our podcast was because it shows and you can hear it from her that she really wants to make this as easy as possible and the best possible for families as we go through things. So thank you for being you and for showing up like this for our families. Yeah. So my dad passed away about what, 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And oh, sorry. sorry. There, was, there was very little planning around okay. around his passing, but he also didn't have very much. So my mom and dad didn't have a lot. They'd already kind of trimmed down a lot. Yeah. So even though they didn't have a lot, there was still a couple of months of running around because there weren't a lot of directed. The records direct, weren't lined up. The records you know? weren't lined up. Yeah. So so even even if there's not a lot to to do to mm -hmm. spread around to pass around it's still important to have those kind of instructions for the family because you know there was a lot of stress on my mom and we we did have to step up and help even though there it, it was actually relatively simple because they didn't have a lot yeah well and and herb thank you for sharing that and i'm i'm sending warmth from my heart for 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 you i you know i i have not lost a parent i have not not lost a sibling um, I have not lost a, a, a spouse. I've had, I lost people, uh, people close to me who I love have died and, and grief is love. And I know that must have been incredibly hard for your mom, you know, uh, and also for, uh, you, do you have siblings? Yeah. Of course. And, you know, to, I, and it sounds like you're a very amicable uh, family, but I have seen families where there's not so much you know, there's a lot of animosity and conflict and then people's either it's the anger or the grief and there's a lot of greed and emotions that come out and it just makes a, a very difficult time that much, you know, more devastating. Yeah, I actually don't get along all that very well with my sisters. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I, I'm also not the greedy kind. So it was like, you want that? Fine. I I just, yeah. you know, I want my dad back. I don't care about any of the stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, all of this, you know, we and we her got us, you know, back on track about a more upbeat conversation. We, but we were looking at that acronym, acronym of family. And I know some of the things that we just kind of glossed over are part of those letters as well. You mentioned the letter writing. I think that's one of the one of the letters in that word family that we were kind of talking about and then the m as well the medical kind of directed yeah, yeah. yeah and and m can be like mess right the physical mess the clutter right don't leave a mess that's what i'm working on that's my i'm sorry that's i'm not what, the greatest what did you call it you there was a dutch oh swedish swedish, swedish death cleaning if you google that uh, <laughs> swedish death cleaning it's a thing yeah. And uh, it's just bit by bit, you know, just start now, you know, getting a little bit at a time. I, I know I was trying to follow someone who did a, a calendar. I, I couldn't do it, though. On day one, she would one one thing would leave her home. And then day two, two things. And day three, three things. And by day, day 30, 30 things physically had to go in the garbage, donate, sell, like physically get rid of. Uh, I think I made it to about day six and then... <laughs> I had to start all over again at the one, but yeah. I've heard that calendar as well. And I'm just like looking at myself going, 
I don't think I could do that because, you know, the first couple of days, easy, you know, a couple of things here and there, but by day 30, you've already gotten rid of so much. How do you find 30 more things, right? Unless there were 30 small things, but yes, yes. But she, you like, know, I had a friend ready, who did it. You know, there might, there might become a point to that where it's like, oh yes, let's get rid of, and then you just start throwing stuff away. That's so true. It might get me primed. Could get, let could, things could become go. addictive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, I, yeah, I you know, a it's, whole lot of people that have all of their parents' stuff in a storage stuff. unit. So, yeah, there. Yeah. I've seen people start to move, and suddenly a parent dies, and suddenly they're moving two households, mm-hmm. and they end up with way more stuff, and then eventually it, it all just ends up getting lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about who and what matter to you now and in the future and in the end right so again live life with intention uh i try to bring grief literacy i have a a little free library have you heard of those um so yes. it's, it's not my thing but those little you know books of you can build them but there is an organization called the little free library or and I ordered a sign and uh, I have one right outside my house. So um, it's my little grief library. And I, you know, I sneak books into because I couldn't put all, you know, 30 books on grief in there. But right. um, I, I will once a month uh, put a book in there. And uh, actually, I became a co-author, if I might share, uh, Bold Spirit Caring for the Dying two years ago. Uh-huh. So in May, May 24th, uh, 2021. I wrote a chapter uh called serenity and mindfulness and you know there's my oh, there yeah. serenity yeah. sign there uh but it's all about uh really just i was caring for a loved one at end of life and um writing about it was very cathartic it was very healing for my grief journey so there are arts expressive arts therapy yeah. for grief there's so many outlets about grief. So uh, there's mourning and then there's there's grieving and doing something, whether it's writing, dancing, singing, um, walking in nature. You know, those are all very important things uh, when you're going through through grief. So here's a here's a good pivot point is those are all really good things for grown adults to who are experiencing grief and have a better idea of what it is. So how do we start getting kids used to grief? Because if you say, hey, you're sad, go dance, that's not going to really jive so Connect well. Connect with them. So right, yeah. how do we start this education process with kids and getting them used to grief and death in an age-appropriate manner? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many organizations, uh, like in Canada, there's uh, Andrea uh, Warnick, but who deal with uh, children's uh, grief. but what I've learned through my own kids, you know, raising, you know, as a mom, we used to read stories. And yeah. my son's favorite story um, before he could read books on his own was Charlotte's Web. Uh-huh. And we read that uh, cover to cover. Uh, and, you know, it was it was a pivotal moment when my son was about seven, six or seven, maybe. And um, and Charlotte, the, the spider, yep. had outlived her, you know, she'd come to the end of her lifespan and spun her web and uh and she died and Wilbur the pig was quite sad and and actually my son he started crying you know he was very upset and um but you know what it's just bringing conversations we talked about it so whether it is nature 
in autumn when the leaves, you know, when fall is there uh, and the you know plants are dying, um, small small insects and and then you know the, the pet the fish the pet fish and then <laughs> we did it with uh, and then fancy rats we, we got me? rats for our kids and did they, they did small, any of them but one or two years is all they live it's not like I, a dog I, where you exactly get... so it's just bringing nature like having that conversation about well you know everything that's slipping will has you know has a lifespan and then having those conversations that oh okay oh okay okay and uh so I think age appropriate yeah it is important to you know bring grief literacy into the um into our schools and and death literacy age appropriate uh you know if a, a family maybe calls you and say okay well grandpa died or grandma died or 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 there's been a, um, a a tragedy in our home, um, but it, but it's other other losses too. When I talk about grief literacy, mm-hmm. and as a a person who's who's divorced, and when I got married, I I I was not the furthest thing from my mind. Right. But you know those that's a loss. You know there's there are um, job loss. Uh, I mean certainly COVID. Uh, you know new. People have to maybe flee their country and uh, establish themselves. There are other types of losses, over 40 different uh, types of loss Mm -hmm. that we can start having the conversation about and realizing that um, how can we deal with those emotions? That's it. That's really amazing because one of the things that I've been talking about, as a matter of fact, that Beyond Trauma Summit that we did, my talk was about how to release some of that trauma or not give as much of that trauma to your child, remember? And so one of the things I said was that if you have a big traumatic event going on in your house, the death of someone or a divorce or change of job, things that create these bigger issues, to make sure that you talk to, first of all, your child's educator or the person who's taking care of them and make sure that they know what's going on so they can support your child. So your child might be acting out. Well, why are they acting out? Because of all the stress that's going on. And if the person who's taking care of them doesn't know, then they can't support them and help them through that process as well. So you were so right, Christina. I loved your talk. I loved what you brought up. Yeah. It's so important. Even even a household move, like people move, but uh, it could be that child's only environment that they know. They know that home, right? And it's okay. We're going to move. That's a that's a stress. And, and it's depending just on how far they move, they might lose all their friends, mm-hmm. which is a loss. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, let's make sure we're talking about and supporting those kids as we go through all of that. Perfect. And then um. Uh oh, my brain just went. <laughs> oh, oh, but you know, as you're going through it, your trauma, your grief, your you know, stress through this, you know, letting your children know that sometimes I'm having a bad day and it's not you. So that was part of the other to- the rest of that talk I was giving was that you need to let your children know when you're dealing with things so that. It's not them thinking, oh, I did something wrong. I made mom or dad upset or, oh, they're, you know, crying today because I didn't do my chores. You know, they tell lots of stories in their heads because they don't understand what's going on. So just making sure you have those conversations and share with them is like, 
you know, today it's, it's mom's turn to fall apart. And I apologize if it's going to kind of upset you, but this is what's happening. And I wanted you to know, so you didn't think it was about you. Absolutely. And you know what? I love the, the sense of community that you uh, focus on. It's, we don't need to go through this alone. There right. are so many resources. There are people in our community. Um, you know, I really struggle and I, I will just, you know, uh, you know, I wrote a, a chapter when I was yeah. diagnosed with my Addison's disease, you know, and the book is called Uncover Your Light, Empowering Stories of Hope and Resilience. And it's a co-author, but I wrote chapter six, From Pain to Purpose. Nice. And it was all based on lanterns, right? And I call them lantern bearers. And they're people that we, in our community, that we can lean on to for support, whether it's on in a financial um, matter, emotional, a grief buddy. Um, so there's just your lantern bears drawn your community to, there are people out there who will hold that lantern to help you come out of the darkness. I love that. That is awesome. And, you know, as we're building communities, that, that is so important that we know where to reach out and what kind of communities we need at different parts of our life journey and our stages as our children are growing, as we are working as adults. And our society is moving in a way to um, abnormally, abnormally protecting our children from sensitive stuff that they don't want to hear but then throwing them to the wolves for other stuff that is so beyond them that they don't even have the comprehension for. It's, so, it's but, overwhelming. But yeah. in that in that realm, so many parents like don't want to take their kids to funerals, keep them away from anything that could- Make them super sad. Make them sad. Yeah. So um, how, do we, how do we get to those parents to start understanding that you know, by keeping your kids from death, you're not actually helping them. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's a good question because there are, it depends on people's faith. Uh, there's whether, you know, a lot of people are moving away and they're, they're not as faith-based. Uh, but if you have a strong religion and it's customs, it's traditions, it's like how they were, raised it's like I never went to a funeral as a kid why would I bring my my kid to my child to a funeral but yeah. so I think it's it's really allowing ourselves to say it's okay to break the cycle and say you know what that you know there's certain traditions that are good to keep but there's certain um traditions that it's okay to start a new tradition and and talk about it and invite them. And even if they come, and you know what, it, it's not about, um, you know, funeral is for the living, right? Yeah. And, you know, they may have seen their 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 loved one, um, uh, you know, not had a chance to say a final goodbye, especially during COVID, a lot of people didn't have that opportunity. And it actually just makes the grief that much harder. So I really believe in, um, allowing ourselves to say a final goodbye. I know for children too, that depending again um, on culture, on, on faith-based, uh, but there was an opportunity for them to either, you know, decorate uh, the casket or write a letter and yeah. place inside with a, like a piece of paper. And, and, and it's like, okay, that I, I'm sending some words of love with my special person. And I didn't get to, maybe I didn't get to say those words, but 
So there's so many different creative ways that we can nurture that and invite and embrace uh, loss and embrace grief and realize that you know grief will come in waves. Huh? Yeah. With Mother's Day and Father's Day and certain holidays, Christmas. Um, so it's just have a ritual like or birthdays. You know, do you set a place for that person? And 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 what do you do around their birthday? Right. Remember, it's all about remembering. I think it's important to remember. Exactly. And, you know, as the years go on, as the time goes on, as you process more, things usually get a little bit easier. So, you know, allow your child to have that as well. Let them make it easier as time goes on because they're able to do that remembering and that. And and just know that sometimes maybe even 10 or 15 years down the road, something will happen and it'll just be fresh and new and all right there. Yeah. But that also doesn't last that long. It's it's part of. Yeah, but I think the important thing is uh, at the end of the day is to say their name, mm-hmm. right? Keep saying their name and keep their memory alive. Uh, and if I can give a tip to a person who's lost someone and who's grieving, a lot of people have lost, people stay away because they don't know what to say. Yeah. The important thing is just showing up as my friend Yvonne Heath uh, always says, just show up, just show up. Yes. Bring the casseroles and the food and offer, you know, can I take the dog for a walk? Can I take the kids out? Can I run an errand? Can I do groceries for you? What do you need me to do? Just show up. You don't have to have the right words. It's your actions that will help them out through a difficult time. And don't think that they're not thinking about their person every single minute of every single day. So bringing up that person's name, not going to make it harder for them it's actually going to say oh why don't you tell me what was what's your favorite thing yeah about person how did they make you feel I love that too because the kids can become part of that community service kind of with that as well so you're helping your kids feel as a part of this process and it's part of the community by giving that service of visiting or helping as well so that'd be a great way to help through that rough part yeah I love, love, love this. I like the way this conversation has gone. I love that we have some, you know, physical and actionable tidbits that we've given to our families. And we've talked about, you know, the important stuff about the planning and everything, but then also the, you know, how does it feel in here to go through this? So thank yeah. you. And and it's not minimizing the the, oh. the conversations about advanced care planning. Yeah. Uh, because we we don't know when. It could be a, a stroke or, or loss of mental capacity. How, like, what does that person want? And I already told my, my children what I want. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Yes. Um, I, I, it's how you, you want your body cared for while you're still living and uh, after you're gone. And uh, so, yeah, but get those documents in order. Everybody needs a will. Um, some people think, oh, I live in a, an apartment and I don't own anything and but you know what it's some people are out living their pets I know you've got three three lovely you've talked about some of your pets there and you've got three dogs but you know some people pop up on screen (laughs) some people are out living their their pets and they haven't really thought about leaving who's going to take care of that pet or leaving some funds specifically for for their pets so um, yes, I'm, you know, it, it, it's just a holistic plan. 
it's everything. Think about everything. And it's not morbid. It's really important to, to do this. Absolutely. Wow. This has been wonderful. I love how we've bounced, kind of, kind of bounced around, but just hitting all of those important parts. Exactly. Is there anything else that maybe we haven't covered that you really wanted to make sure that you said today? Is there anything? Have the conversation. You know, it's not it. So back in the 80s and I'm dating myself or whenever it was, um, you know, Sue, and I can't remember, but it was or Dr. Ruth, I think it was. But you know, it's, it's sex education, you know, talking about sex isn't going to make people go out and, you know, get pregnant, right? So talking about death is not going to hasten it, I can guarantee you, it's not. So we need to normalize the conversation about talking about grief and loss and death and, and uh, when appropriate and age appropriate, bring it into the conversation. There's so many tools uh, that I have, I didn't bring them here to show, but there are card there are card decks out there. There's the death deck. There's end of life deck. There are death cafes. Uh, there's the willow workshops that I'll be hosting. It just um, have the conversation with your family sometimes around you know Thanksgiving. You know, just when family's all together, just uh, bring it up. Or if you're at the cottage or a summertime around the campfire, it's there's so many ways that it can be brought up. And it's not morbid at all. Because we still sometimes are bugging her dad because her dad doesn't know. <laughs> I'm still not sure my dad has things put in order. And it's like, oh, dad, we want you to stick around and we don't want anything. So go spend your money, go on vacation, have some fun, and then tell us what you want, you know? Yes, yes. And you know what? I, I'm very blessed uh, that, but I, I had that conversation with my my parents and becoming a Willow EOL educator allowed me to define my core values and have the courage to approach my mom and dad and uh, we just all live our lives fully every day and um, you know I'm just so grateful for this time on your podcast and your beautiful family and uh, thank you ever so much for having me on your podcast. You are very, very welcome. Go ahead and say out loud for us really quick the best way our um, families can get a hold of you if they would like some information from you. Yes. So my website, which I've just, um, it's a work in progress, Last Wishes Consulting. So lastwishesconsulting.com. Okay. Uh, you can also go to Pick My Brain. Mm-hmm. Pick My Brain and search for Leslie James and you can book time with me. Uh, a virtual conversation wherever you are and we can have that call about uh, whether it's a grief support or end of life planning conversation I'm happy to facilitate that that is awesome thank you thank you thank you James Leslie um anything else I think we have kind of come full circle and I hope our families have found those nuggets that will be helpful to them that's the plan of the podcast that's the hope of the podcast that our families are getting education our entrepreneurs are finding inspiring stories that our families are growing and developing in a way that will help their children grow and develop to be happy healthy and successful so thank you for spending time with us today thank you for listening and make sure that you tune in about most every week we have a new podcast up with more experts and more tidbits for you to learn from yeah and i would like to thank leslie for actually doing this work it takes a really special kind of person Mm -hmm. to go into end of life care 
a, a really compassionate and you know there's a lot of strength to be able to to sit with people while they're passing away and so you know the planning what you're doing and how you're reaching out to help other people is so very needed and it's such just a, a lovely way to go about life so thank you for what you do i really appreciate it thank you herb thank you christina it's definitely a calling it definitely is all right everybody thank you for joining us again on bringing education home and until next time take care bye for now